Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. What's up? How's everybody doing this Wednesday afternoon? Aaron Sexton alongside as we take you right up until 6 o'clock. I'd like to take you right absolutely to 6 but we got some other things we got to get to, you know, in those couple minutes before six. But we're going to get you as close as possible. Aaron, I'm still hurting. You know, do you ever have the the sort of regret for investing in a game so much where you kind of go, you know, if I had just kind of heard about that score or an overtime loss – I, I could have just kind of slept fine and and not not gotten so emotionally attached to the game, but I I got to say I was digging in there. Of course, we are the home to the weekly Nikki Collin appearance. Nikki Nikki will not be appearing this week. Tony Green though. Tony, hey, doesn't win or loss. Tony's right there, ready to roll. That'll be tomorrow, and then we'll get back. Nikki will be the next couple of weeks on Tuesdays. But, uh, Aaron, I did want to say that programming note, our women's uh, visit with someone on that staff happens tomorrow. And you can hear that at 5 o'clock. Big time Tony, always ready to talk, no matter what the outcome. And, uh, and of course, Nikki is too, but Nikki's got some big time luncheon tomorrow. Aaron, that was, um, that was tough. That was as tough a loss as the Bears have suffered this season, and they were winning 75-63. to 63. They went on a pretty, really pretty run. Everything was falling. Sarah was knocking down threes. Bickle was awesome in that game. She had 30 points. Bear, Bears ended up with, what, 90 points or 92 points, whatever. It was like 97-92, I think, the final. She had 30 of them. Bickle was incredible in that game. Kept knocking down free throws. Unfortunately, other members of the team were not able to knock down free throws at some key moments. And a once seemingly safe lead. I mean, literally five and a half minutes left. They're up by 12. Looking good. Everything's fine. Everybody's feeling okay. We're going to send Jenny Baranchik home with with an L. And then, Aaron, it started to unravel. And before you know it, it's an 11-1 run. Now, they were able, with like 20 seconds to go, to Bears had the lead by five. Aaron, somehow, within like five to six seconds, the game was tied. I mean, they, they come down, they smartly... You know, with like a lot of times, if you're down by five, you'll start jacking threes. They made the two, and then the Bears probably, looking back, should have called timeout or something. They're still up three with with 14 seconds left or 15 or 16 seconds left. 
And I think it was Jaden threw it in to Sarah. Sooner still the ball. Sarah just didn't really control it. I don't know exactly what was going on. She couldn't control the ball. OU gets it. I mean, they almost stole it two or three other times, but they get the steal. She dribbles down. You're like, okay, what's she going to do? And you're thinking she's going to make it a one-point game and go for the layup or whatever. And she has the presence of mind to, to fling a pass out to the perimeter. Aaron, guess who was standing out there? Well, only like the greatest three-point shooter in the history of the game. Taylor Robertson's just out there. Here, I'll take that. Boom. Hits it. Bears tried to Bears got a good look from the corner, a wide open look. Of course they didn't need a three because it was tied, but it's still a good look. And then uh, Bugs had a clean look at a putback, and she just flat out missed it. Uh, again, these are a putback's not that easy in traffic. I don't want to make it seem like that, but she did have a point blank look at it. And when I say traffic, she had a she had a pretty clean look at it. Bears find a way to lose that game. That goes to overtime, and honestly, kind of got away from them with about three minutes left in the OT. OU gets it up by three. Then they make it five. Then the Bears were pretty much sunk. Aaron, in my estimation, worst loss all season. And people say, "Well, Matt, what about the da da da? What about this? What about that?" Well. I know there was a 16 team in the country, but you had them. I mean, you had them on the ropes, and you let them off the mat, and they come back and beat you. I, I don't know why this team – I mean, it's just weird. I mean, they played themselves right back into the conference race, playing great, and they got OU beat, and they could not put them away. And as I was talking about somebody today, Aaron, it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense how you can go and play in front of twelve thousand at Iowa State and, and have a tie game going into the uh, going into the fourth quarter and and you come back and you win that game. Other games go into Kansas and and you take them down. I mean the Bears function extremely well in some of these big tough environments and couldn't get it done up twelve against OU. Are they good? Yes. Maddie, Taylor, whoever else you want to throw at me, they're good. OU's good. But Baylor was better last night. They had the, they had the game under control for most of the night. I think it was like 22-22. And from then on, the Bears were in control of that game. They really did. And then it, it literally was just a flat-out meltdown. I mean, OU certainly did what they had to do, and they were flawless in a lot of what they did. But, Aaron, from a from a scoring standpoint, missing free throws, and then just letting Oklahoma get, like, free backdoor layups for nothing. I mean, it was – call everybody out. I mean, it was on everybody. It wasn't just the players. It was the coaching. It was everything. They didn't get it done. Now, can they bounce back from it? You bet they can. It's a good team. Got some really good talent on this team. The transfers are not walking through that door, so let's forget about that. And let's just focus on the team that they have. And they've got enough. They've got enough firepower to get it done. I don't know. Aaron, to me, that's a, that's that's quite possibly the worst loss of the Colin era. 
of the of these two years, I would say. To to have it in hand and I know Nikki's you know, I I it was one of those times, Aaron, generally I want to hear what the coach says and what the coaches, you know, says about the end of the game and everything. I want to hear, right? I want to hear I couldn't do it last night. So Aaron, if you listened to Nikki Collin last night or you know what she said, you let me know. Because I kind of, quite honestly, I I was uh, I was a little too emotionally attached to that game. I had to unplug afterwards and watch some cowboys go around killing people. All right, that is the show Yellowstone, or see a family get in a fight at the table and drop a bunch of bad words. I don't know why that show's therapeutic for me, but it kind of is. It's like the exact opposite of what my upbringing was. There was no cussing. We, we all got along, had a pretty good time at the dinner table. You know, sometimes I was trying to watch TV during dinner and catch games and, I, you know, maybe get in trouble for that. But there was nothing like what happens with the uh, in the Yellowstone. The Dutton family, Beth Dutton, John Dutton, Casey, whatever the attorney general's name is. Get sick of him. Uh, Aaron, what was your uh, – do you agree with that? Was that about the worst loss in the in the, uh, in the the uh, year and a half or year almost two years of the Nikki Collin era at Baylor? I would say second behind South Dakota State, but it was tough. Um, yeah, but at least that one – I mean, I'm with you. I'm, I think it's a fair argument that you're making. It, I should go ahead and let you make it before I cut in, but at least that one – like South Dakota State jumped on them and and honestly stepped on their throat pretty early on and they never really could get back in that game. Like to me this one was and I agree with you though where it happened in the tournament at home that was rough. I I I, I totally give you that. But man to have OU beat and to let them back in the game. Aaron this is going to leave a mark. Yeah, it's t- it's this isn't one I don't think that you just get over really quick, and and I've what you were talking about when the show opened about being emotionally invested in it. I I couldn't be on the same page anymore because I usually run the men's game this week. I ran the women's game, so I'll usually watch most of it and listen to it. But I obviously was watched and listened to the whole thing yeah. last night running it, and it was just tough. Yeah, it went from elation when they when they had the big lead to okay. Yeah. I mean, they're still up by five with thirty seconds left. To oh, what happened? And yeah, it was tough. I don't, Aaron, can you take any more of this? I hope you don't do to the Baylor women what you did to the Cowboys. You 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 got it got so tough on you. You just gave <laughs> up your fandom. No. I hope you'll stick with the Bears through thick and thin. But that was a uh, rough one last night. Aaron, what did Nikki, can you recall kind of what she said or what her thoughts were immediately after the game? Um, the one thing I do remember she talked about, and this happened a couple of times, including late in the game, is saving the ball underneath the opposing oh, basket. She talked, no. she said, you know, they work on that, that you don't, uh, that Worst case scenario, you just get the three-second call or five-second call and set up defense. You don't, you know, try to pass the ball when you recover it underneath 
the opposing basket, and it resulted uh-huh. in points for Oklahoma. Well, it did, and then I thought you were going to bring up the other one was you don't save a ball underneath your own bucket either. And uh, Bugs, as great as she's played recently, as, as Oklahoma was making its comeback, she tries to save a ball. It's going out of bounds and literally saves it right to an OU player. I mean, it, it was a it was a comedy of errors. And, and John and Jim handled it about as well as you would expect. They did a great job uh, watching them. And, of course, Derek and Sophia was, were doing their thing on ESPN Central Texas. But um, that is one you'd really like to have back. Yes, the Bears dropped that one. And um, that is... Uh, extremely unfortunate now Aaron it's going to be an interesting day this kind of day I like because we've got like moving parts I mean Fran Fraschilla could drop in on us at any minute he's a man in fact I was going to look to see if he'd texted so we could have Fran Fraschilla at any minute we could have Chris Plank who'll be kind of covering the uh, Oklahoma Baylor game tonight and this is uh this is really going to be interesting to kind of see how the day unfolds. Uh, but we needed to react to the uh, the Baylor game. Now, Aaron, I've, we, we'll put some of this in Campus Confidential at 440. But I wanted to, I wanted to tease this a little bit because I might bring it up next. A Power 5 conference is courting SMU today. The Mustangs. We'll explain next. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Thursday, February 16th, and hear from softball head coach Glenn Moore and head baseball coach Mitch Thompson. That's Thursday, February 16th. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. 
Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. Attention Central Texas barbecue lovers, we have great news for you. Elberg Barbecue is now open seven days a week. Their handcrafted meats, sandwiches, sides, and desserts are now available from 11 till 3 Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, till 7 Wednesday and Thursday, until 8 Friday and Saturday. And don't forget, Hellberg Barbecue can cater your next event. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6 in Waco at hellbergbarbecue.com and on Facebook. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look good. But what good, about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. 254 I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had four nine two two. The wind blew her down the road. <laughs> That's where she ran into the car. <laughs> You could get her chocolates, you could get her flowers, or you could get her jewelry. At D'Amore Fine Jewelers, you can get her all three. February 1st through February 14th, receive free designer chocolates and free red roses with all fine jewelry purchases, $99 or more. Free roses and free chocolates for your Valentine, only at D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women lost last night in overtime to OU 98 to 92. Baylor men are in the Ferrell Center tonight hosting Oklahoma 8 o'clock tip off and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12 tonight, number 11 Iowa State is at West Virginia and Texas Tech is at Oklahoma State. Last night in the Big 12, Kansas State beat TCU 82 to 61. Dallas Mavericks in LA tonight. Kyrie Irving will make his debut for the Mavericks against the Clippers. Tip is at 9 o'clock. LeBron James became the NBA's all-time leading scorer last night. He had 38 points in a losing cause to the Thunder, 133-130. to Round Rock Express has announced their promotional schedule for the upcoming season. That includes a Yellowstone jersey night, three Nolan Ryan bobblehead nights, and the Express will become the Round Rock Donuts for one weekend. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Round Rock Donuts, that's interesting. Round Rock Express, the Round Rock, in fact, I saw Nolan the other night. We were celebrating Randy Galloway's 80th birthday. Nolan's grandson is now with the Express, uh, who went to Mary Harden Baylor, Jackson and and, uh, Ryan, and he's been on the air with us before, actually does a great job, and kind of thought about doing the media thing, but kind of wants also to be in the family business, so. Pretty cool deal uh, right there. It's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, I just got a text from Fran Fraschilla, the lead Big 12 analyst for ESPN. And so trying to, I'm trying to figure out what he's telling us with some of these messages. I will be in my car in 30 minutes and driving for an hour. It's 2.20 in Portland. All right, Aaron, what, what – um, and I guess he's going to Corva- uh, Corvallis. <laughs> right. Like, what part of that is, like, pertinent to, to us? I, so I just said, we'll call you in 40 minutes. All right? So we'll, let's just, we'll give it a go. We'll See give it a works. go. I don't, 
I feel like he's he's purposely being confusing to like throw me off his scent. But I don't scare easily. Fran will probably end up on the phone with us at some point this afternoon. But uh, it's an old it's an old radio trick when you're kind of on the road. Try me at this time. Well, I can't commit. Try me at this time. Try me. But the good thing about Fran is, unlike some, he usually shows up even when he's when he's kind of you know giving you the moving parts. Uh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside, and we've got Baylor in Oklahoma tonight. Aaron, that's a 8 o'clock tip, so that's 7.30 on ESPN Central Texas. I think I saw where that game's going to be on ESPNU, perhaps. It's hard to keep up because the Big 12 plays, they got Monday night games, Tuesday night games, Wednesday night games. This is of the Wednesday variety, and the Sooners will come on into town with Porter Mosier, and we'll see where that goes. Now, Aaron, I was up. I don't know if I sent this to you or not, but I'm sending it to you as we speak. This might be something kind of fun for Campus Confidential. ESPN has come up with its top ten transfer classes. The top ten in terms of the top ten schools in the country, uh, how they did in the transfer rankings. All right? And... um, in fact, Aaron, I'm sending that to you as we speak. And I, th- I think you'll find this fascinating. I wanted to see if Baylor cracked the top ten, but uh, pretty good stuff going on. And then our Oklahoma insider was flying, Aaron, today, our Oklahoma Sooners insider. I believe he was in the Farrell Center, Chris Plank was, helping call the women's game last night. He's now flown to Los Angeles for some kind of, with the Oklahoma softball team. Aaron, Am I correct in saying the Oklahoma softball team may be a dynasty? Like, it's become one of the greatest teams in any level of any sport. Uh, would that be an accurate statement? I believe it Oh, is. absolutely. Yeah. And, um, all right, he is, oh, tomorrow night, I guess they're playing out. They just ended up in Los Angeles. So we got a lot happening, a lot of moving parts. And then Fran Frischilla from ESPN may be joining us. Let's see what Fran said. Okay, good. All right, he liked it, Aaron, the part where I said we would call up 40 minutes. So 5 o'clock, let's plan on the Big 12 um, lead basketball analyst, Fran Frischilla. Longtime friend of mine, has been coming on for years. Always great to uh, visit with and kind of see what's on Fran's mind. Aaron, if you've got some, uh, if our people have some Big 12 questions, there are certain teams they want to ask about. When does TCU get its frontliners back? Aaron, it, it concerns me that it might be Saturday. Apparently, there's a doctor's appointment that Mike Miles at TCU has Friday, and then on Saturday, there'll be, um, he might return to the lineup against the Bears. Without Miles, now they've had ball. Damian Ball, they've got um, Emmanuel Miller for whatever reason, even though, of course, he hit that huge shot against the Bears. O'Bannon's been awful. He scored two points in the game last night. They got hammered by Kansas State. And Aaron Lampkin got back from an injury. Their big center, who's so good, zero points in 18 minutes. 
So obviously he's still hampered. Something tells me they'll be close to full strength when they play the Bears on Saturday. But that's okay. I mean, I kind of want to see if the Bears can take them down at full strength. And I don't think Mike Miles, he's been out so long, he could be a little rusty. But the Bears and and Horn Frogs will get it on Saturday at, um, oh, Daniel Meyer, whatever they call that place now, Show Meyer Arena, I think it is. And uh, that will be that will be good. Now, a little Big Twelve. Um, well, this is not Big Twelve news. This is Pac Twelve news. Aaron, have you noticed that our buddies out there, the Pac Twelve that cover all this, have suddenly been like, "Okay, guys, it's probably time to get the media deal done." Now, for the longest time, they were like, "Ah, oh, just it's no rush, no rush." Oh, let the Big Twelve get their thing done. Let other people get their deal done. We're fine. Well, I've noticed in the past few days, Aaron, Monsieur's um, um, Wilner, and who's our other guy, Canzano, are, and they're friends of ours, they're friends of the show, but they, there's a bit of more of a sense of urgency. Let's get something done. Well, our old friend, the Pac-12 commissioner, Klivakoff, George Klivakoff, Aaron, has been spotted today. Rumors uh, have now been confirmed as actual reports that Klivakov is on the SMU campus. The Pac-12 has considered, uh, whether it be Fresno State, San Diego State, SMU. Now, what does SMU do for them? Well, it gets them into another time zone. Aaron, how many time zones does the Pac-12 have right now? Let's think about this. Because of Arizona's steadfast refusal to acknowledge uh, daylight savings time, sometimes they're not on the same time zone as some of the other West Coast teams. But for the most part, Aaron, they're all in the same time zone. So let's get this gets them a central time zone team, and it gets them some eyes in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. Now, I don't know what – I mean, let's not overdo this. I mean, it's not like SMU's been some kind of killer around here the last five, ten years. Sonny did some nice things there. Uh, they're, they're pouring into their facilities. This would be huge for them. This would be much like TCU getting into the Big 12, whatever year that was, 2010 or 2011. Thank you to not BB, whoever was after BB and was the interim – what was that guy's name, Aaron? The interim um, uh, commissioner. He was an older gentleman. He was already in his 80s when he made that happen. But he convinced uh, DeLos Dodds to finally say, hey, we need strength in numbers. Let's get TCU in West Virginia in here. And, uh, and he, they were able to pull that off. Well, this would be a huge breakthrough for the Mustangs. Aaron, does SMU... I mean, it's a little bit of a bummer because, I, you know, I like SMU. I like going to basketball games there. I mean, it's kind of fun. I, I thought, I mean, there's a part of me that would have enjoyed SMU maybe more than Houston in the Big 12. Now, I know Houston has great, um, and I promise you, Aaron, Rhett Lashley would have not been whining like Dana Holgerson. We don't have the facilities. We just don't have enough to compete. 
There's no way in the world he would have been doing that. So I would have probably preferred SMU, but I get Houston, okay? State school, a little more revenue coming in, although SMU has a huge, like I, I Aaron, whatever they call those, the, not the annuity, but the, oh, the big, the big fund, the endowment fund, SMU, $2 billion, $2 billion endowment. Now, what we find with people like Stanford is they they have a hard time getting that money over to athletics. All those um, Stanford bow-tie-wearing, left-leaning uh, folks, again, we're not getting political here, but they just don't, they don't, they don't care as much as we do down here, um, it, no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, about football. Down here, the liberals and the conservatives care about football. They don't there. At SMU, you can divert some of the $2 billion over there and get you some facilities built on campus. So I find it interesting. SMU basketball's kind of in the dumps right now, so they wouldn't bring that much there. Aaron, I do find it intriguing, though, and I would find myself being very happy for SMU if they get into a Power 5 conference. Now, we've made fun of the, of the Pac-12, but University of Washington, pretty good right now. Oregon, lots of excitement there, pretty good. Arizona, Arizona State seem to perhaps be finally headed in the right direction. Now, they're losing USC and UCLA to the Big Ten, so that's why they're needing to fill in with a couple of these schools. Aaron, SMU, to me, is far more interesting as a Power 5 conference team than San Diego State, Fresno State, or anybody else you want to mention out there on the West Coast. Do you agree? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> SMU does nothing for me. I don't think they yeah. they move the needle at all. They don't bring the DFW market, so to speak. They're probably, I would say, the sixth most popular team in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or college athletic program in the Dallas-Fort Worth area behind Texas, Texas A&M, Tech, Baylor, and TCU. So, I'm no, I've never been really impressed with SMU as far as being a member of, of a, a major conference. Now, I, I like your opinion. One quibble, I would put them ahead of TCU in Dallas. I, but I, I know but what you're saying. DFW, you're doing though, the whole yeah. Dallas-Fort Worth area, and maybe we do hand it to TCU. So... That's an interesting thought. I, I I think there's a little bit more juice and excitement around that program than you're giving them. I, I do think when the basketball team's good, it's a great venue. There was a lot of excitement when Larry Brown and then Jankovic after him. Aaron, did I tell you I saw Jankovic the other night? at the? Uh, I was getting a kolache. Late at night in uh, West, or maybe I stopped somewhere. Where was I? Ran into, or maybe it was in Italy, um, Italy, and I ran into um, Jankovic, the SMU coach, <laughs> after the Baylor game. I think it was after that Baylor Oklahoma game. I thought that was interesting. I don't know what he was up to, but there he was, Tim Jankovic, the former SMU coach. And me, you talk about a guy who doesn't age, just jet black hair, raven hair. And uh, looks exactly the same. I don't know. He may be in his early 60s, but the man 
does not age. I want to. I need to find out what he does. All right, Aaron. So there it is. And oh, t- the thing is, Aaron, he's going to be at the um, Klavikov, your favorite guy, the commissioner of the Pac-12, will be at the SMU Temple basketball game tonight. Now, Aaron, if I was the young, enterprising reporter that I used to be, what would I do? I would totally get credentialed to that game, go crash that party, and get a little one-on-one action with with the G-Man, with old George. Because I think George is a little more open into talking than like when your mark came to Waco. And everybody's like, well, no media, sorry. We're going to let Pete, we're going to film some things on campus and put it on our social media, but but he's not going to do any media. Wait, Brett Yormark comes to town. He doesn't do any media. The weirdest thing I've ever heard. I mean, he went out to these other schools and did media and they, you know, made a big to do. If you're the Big 12 commissioner, why would you not be doing media every time some cameras want to show up? You should be screaming from the highest mountaintop. Comes into Waco and they go, no, no. Keep, need to keep the media out of here. All right, strange. And I don't even think it was Baylor's fault at all. It was a Big Twelve. They said we'll call these people. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, strange, Aaron. Um, it's, it is weird how these things come back to mind as I discuss them. Now, a reminder that our man Frischilla, Fran Frischilla, will be on at five o'clock. We do have campus confidential coming up and uh kind of excited about that and then aaron the the news coming out of phoenix where we're getting ready for the super bowl boy espn central texas we used to go to that every year um the uh goodell was asked today about some of the high profile officiating controversies Included a including a replayed third down in the AFC Championship game, and here was his quote about the officiating. I don't think it's ever been better in the league. There are over forty-two thousand plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that hour, take that out, or extrapolate that. That's hundreds, if not millions, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes in the context of that? Yes, they're not perfect. And officiating never will be. Aaron, you think that makes everybody like Cincinnati feel pretty good today? Well, the commissioner <laughs> thinks everything's great. Um, now, he, what I like is he was asked about specific plays, including where that that clock was stopped even though nobody heard it and they went ahead and ran the play on third down he said in the championship game that was stopped appropriately because the clock was running by an official on the field was run, was running by an official in the field that happens frequently in our game that's not an unusual thing to have happen we may not agree with every tv announcer officiating expert but we think our officials are doing a great job we're always going to look to our competition committee and everything else we have, but we improve our officiating, how we improve our officiating, but it will never be perfect. What in the world? What in the world? I mean, isn't that amazing? Like, basically just said, yeah, very appropriate. Guys, they ran a play, 
and then got to come back and run a whole nother play at an enormous part in the game. I mean, it was a strange, crazy, head-jerking, you know, uh, everybody was just like, what in the world just happened? And and the commissioner is defending that. All right, there's your uh, latest to come out of the Super Bowl coverage in Arizona. commissioner went on to say a lot of things, but mainly, I love it, Aaron. He was, it was unbelievable how much he was asked about officiating. I mean, just just over and over and over. So that played a, a big role in his address today with the NFL. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Campus Confidential is next. Recently on Game Time, joined now by Baylor basketball coach Scott Drew. When John checked in as it a coach, there's the winning, and then there's also, boy, you really want this player to do well for the work he right. put in. And I mean, for, for John, I was so happy that he made two for two just so he could get uh, the cheers and the ovations for all the hard work that he put in. He's not going to make every three he takes, but I can tell you, they have a lot better chance of going in now after the work he's put in, and we couldn't be happier. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mexalicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at mayafuels.net. That's mayafuels.net. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Looking for an unforgettable gift this Valentine's Day? Republic Gun Club and the Oak and Ivy Wine Bar Bistro have created the perfect pairing. Now through Valentine's Day, you can grab the ultimate date night package of an hour on the 25-yard lane for two, two pistol rentals, a Gatlin gun rental, and a $50 gift card to Oak and Ivy, all for only $149.99. Best part? You can get this deal now and use it any time this year. Republic Gun Club is your home on the range. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info and help save a life with Carter Blood Care. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor women lost last night in overtime to OU 98 to 92. Baylor men are in the Ferrell Center tonight hosting Oklahoma 8 o'clock tip off and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12 tonight number 11 Iowa State is at West Virginia and Texas Tech is at Oklahoma State. Last night in the Big 12 Kansas State beat TCU 82 to 61. Dallas Mavericks in LA tonight. Kyrie Irving will make his debut for the Mavericks against the Clippers. Tip is at 9 o'clock. LeBron James became the NBA's all-time leading scorer last night. He had 38 points in a losing cause to the Thunder, 133-130. to Round Rock Express has announced their promotional schedule for the upcoming season. That includes a Yellowstone jersey night, three Nolan Ryan bobblehead nights, and the Express will become the Round Rock Donuts for one weekend. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Campus Confidential. We got a lot floating around out there in college athletics, uh, still recovering from a tough loss last night. Oklahoma Sooners with an amazing comeback. They erase a Baylor's 12-point lead going a big run. At one point, it was an 11-1 run. They ended the game uh, on on just some kind of tear and put it in overtime and then beat the Bears, the 16th-ranked uh, uh, Sooners, and escaped town with an OT win. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us in Campus Confidential today? Talked a little bit about it last segment, but after Brett McMurphy from the Action Network's report that Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyvkoff would visit SMU today. Joseph Hoyt from the Dallas Morning News has confirmed that the Pac-12 commissioner did make it to SMU's campus to visit the university today. McMurphy uh, tweeted yesterday that SMU and San Diego State are the top Pac-12 expansion candidates. Pac-12 needs more members and more inventory for the new media rights deal, according to McMurphy, which is expected to rely heavily on digital streaming services. All right, um, Klavkoff is going to the SMU Temple game. If I'm SMU, Aaron, I'm not letting him anywhere near that team they're putting out there right now. I'd keep i I'd take him out to dinner, get him a steak, just go do something nice, take him over to North Park, go somewhere, go to a sports bar, watch the Mavs play. This is Kyrie's first game tonight against the Clippers. I do not want – now, they do have a great venue. Love that SMU venue. But they've got a new basketball coach, and this is a transition year. And I can't remember. Didn't Temple knock off the U of H earlier this season, Aaron? Does that sound right to you? That is correct. Yeah, so I, I would just uh, – I would not let Klavikov see this team. 
Just show them the venue and then go to dinner. There's also something else they could do, Aaron. The Dallas Open is in town. The Dallas Open is on the SMU campus. That is a professional tennis tournament involving our own Jensen Brooksby, the Baylor great who's become one of the top American tennis players in the world. There he is, right across the street at the Dallas Open. In fact, I attended the Dallas Open Saturday night. Got to see Madison Keys versus Sloane Stevens in an exhibition match. And that was uh, that was a lot of fun to see. Aaron, all, all it takes to kind of realize maybe you're not that great at tennis is to observe <laughs> some professional players up close. And you're like, okay, I've got a little work to do on my game. But, uh, man, that was uh, really something. All right, Aaron, what else do you have, sir? ESPN came out with their list of the top ten transfer classes this year in college football. Number one was the Colorado Buffaloes with their new head coach, Deion Sanders. They were followed by Florida State, UCLA, Oklahoma, and USC rounding out the top five as far as ESPN's transfer rankings according to espn the uh, colorado buffaloes and coach sanders had four players who transferred to them that were on espn's top 20 transfer list isn't that interesting a a place like jackson state that we would never call a traditional power but they started recruiting some of these four and five star type players and obviously he did really well there and he brought some of those players with him, including his son, who will be the quarterback in Colorado. So, that I mean, that's the thing. Not only do you get Dion and everything that comes with Dion on the coaching and the assistant coaches and the excitement and the drama and the chaos, but you get all these talented players. I, I would say, Aaron, Colorado, I don't know, they may win six or seven games, which would be a big improvement. But they will be perhaps one of the most interesting stories of the college football season. Like if we're saying, okay, what are the top storylines? I got to say, Colorado, a team that has been largely irrelevant since the days of Bill McCartney, won a national title there, 1990. Um, This is is pretty remarkable to watch what they've been able to accomplish and just the amount of marketing and attention this has gained. I don't blame them for doing it. I mean, you don't want Dion running like a charter school or something like that. That was a disaster. Prime prep. But, you know, to coach a football team, if there are some people to kind of support him infrastructure-wise and perhaps keep some eye on him, but now in the world of NIL where there aren't as many rules – I think it was a fascinating and probably a great hire. I mean, if anything, for four or five years here, it'll bring a great deal of attention to the program. Now, it may not always be positive attention, but it's at least something. Now, you're right. Oklahoma finishes fourth on this on this list. And, you know, part of the thing is but to be on this list, a lot of times you need to lose a lot of players before you can go grab a lot of players. 
So OU's lost. They lost a ton of players last year. Some of them went with Lincoln to USC, including the quarterback um, who won won the Heisman, I I should say. But the top player, the highest-ranked incoming transfer, Aaron, is Desan McCullough. Desan McCullough. Boy, I find that interesting. Where did he come from, Aaron? Do you know McCullough? Trying to see. Uh, Venables also added, of course, Trace Ford from Oklahoma State. I hated that. Texas State defensive lineman Devon Sears and Texas Tech safety Reggie Pearson. McCullough really from Indiana. Oh, from Indiana. Okay, that was their top guy. I hate the the in-conference transfer. I really do. I hate it in basketball. I hate that McCuller now plays for Kansas. I all of that. I really now I don't mind seeing Davion Harmon. He left the conference. He's come back into the conference and plays for Texas Tech now. If you leave the conference but then come back into the conference, I don't mind. But the direct trans the Trace Ford, and I'm never gonna say anything mean like on Twitter or like a bunch of idiots did, but when you go from your arch rival, Oklahoma State, to go play for OU, that's bad. Okay, that just makes that, that nobody can support that. Maybe your family members, but that's about it. And of course, OU doesn't matter. They don't care because they want the great, great player. Aaron, uh, Ole Miss six, Auburn, the Auburn Tigers seven, Michigan finishes eighth in these rankings. The transfer rankings, LSU Tigers 9, and then the Oregon Ducks. And their highest-ranked transfer, Aaron, Ajani Cornelius. Ajani Cornelius. I was going to see where that guy was from. And in the secondary, the Ducks brought in Alabama corner Kyrie Jackson, a former number one junior college prospect. Boy, these these guys, these guys just, it's amazing to see how many of these SEC guys end up at some of these schools. It doesn't matter what school, but some of these SEC greats that were huge recruits, man, they'll resurface in that Pac-12. Now, I wish, I wish Aaron, we had kind of like, who are the next five? I wonder where Baylor would be. I would think in the transfer rankings, Baylor would be a top 20 team because they got the Barrington brothers. They got Dominic from, uh, from Oklahoma State. They got Keetron Jackson, the wide receiver out of Arkansas. They, they got some high quality. And then the guy from uh, Liberty. I think Baylor was a top 15 transfer team. Aaron, you think that would be – would that be a legitimate thing to say? Top – perhaps Baylor would have been in the next five if ESPN had of, had of, uh, extrapolated this? Absolutely. I was kind of thinking the same thing. I wish they had done a top 20 because I think Baylor would have definitely been in it with the transfers that they got. Uh, Aaron, why don't we just do one ourselves and then we'll put we'll it put on social media. <laughs> put the Bears at 11. We'll float that around the country. Say shout out by the way to the Bears uh, assistant coaches out there. These guys listen to us, love it. I love that the Bears, uh, the Bears are out there listening to us, seeing what we're up to. 
What's old Mosley up to this afternoon? What's Aaron have to say? Why does Aaron hate SMU so much? <laughs> These are some of the questions that are floating around out there. I got to read this Wright Thompson story. Wright Thompson exhausts me because he he loves to hear his own voice and he re- writes these essays about drinking bourbon all the time. I'm fine with people drinking bourbon. What I'm not fine with is people that talk about it constantly. Oh my gosh, I had a great bourbon. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Just drink your bourbon. Nobody cares about you talking about bourbon all the time. Anyway, he does it, and he kind of growls with his voice to try to sound like Bear Bryant, and he does all these video essays. But he's also a longtime writer, and uh, I'm interested to see. He delves in to uh, the Joe Montana and kind of what's going on in Joe Montana's life. Aaron, I've got some interest in that. But but everything Wright Thompson right, you know, writes about is my daddy went to Ole Miss. My daddy my daddy ate catfish and, you know, hush puppies. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? I feel like that's enough about Wright Thompson. <laughs> South Carolina Women's basketball coach Don Staley strongly defended her top-ranked Gamecocks after critical comments from UConn coach Gino R.M. And <laughs> R.M. And said after the Gamecocks 81-77 victory that the Huskies, Husky guard forward uh, Lou Lopez-Senecal had bruises on her body from the game. He said, quote, it's just appalling what teams do to her now. It's not basketball anymore. I don't know what it is. But it's not basketball. Staley fired back yesterday on her radio call-in show, rightfully saying, defending her team and saying, quote, they play the right way and approach it the right way, whether they win or lose. We don't denounce anybody's play. She uh, also said that, quote, when we were getting our heads beat in by UConn for all those years, I said nothing. So uh, it's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing how much more Gino R.E.M. and complains now that they're not just absolutely dominating women's college basketball i'm ready i'm going to blame that loss last night to ou on the same thing too much bruising too much was allowed to happen i don't think that's accurate but i think i'm going to claim it uh, man tough loss for the bears all right uh fran Frischilla, the award-winning the the actor the analyst he does it all Fran Frischilla joins us next. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. But they made a big deal out of, sorry, unlike other courses, we don't allow mulligans here. And I hit off the first tee box, the guy without missing a beat, the first tee marshal slash announcer says, Mr. Mosley, take another one. You hit it so bad that they gave you a mulligan, even though they don't (laughs) give mulligans. Yeah, Yeah, they don't allow mulligans at Pebble Beach. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. How Payne turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. 
I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialist today at ascension.org slash Ortho. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. In Cummins Bank, member FDIC. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? The Matt Mosley Show, Helberg Barbecue, our newest sponsor. And boy, this man loves some good barbecue. Fran Fraschilla joining us now, the, uh, the lead Big 12 analyst, does such an incredible job. Fran, you um, you spent a lot of time in Texas. You've seen some of the great barbecue around the yeah. uh, the state. So let me add that if you haven't had Hellberg Barbecue, it's kind of out there. You got to drive 15 minutes outside of town. But let me add that to your next uh, your next trip to Waco. Let's make Without sure that you've tried out Hellberg Barbecue. I'm gonna put that on my bucket list. You got it. You got a deal. 15 minutes for a New Yorker is nothing. Okay, so. 
I think I can handle that little drive out to the suburbs. Does Waco have suburbs? Most? Oh, yeah. China yeah. Spring, Crawford. They've got plenty of suburbs. Beautiful. And, uh, oh, yeah, Crawford, where, the, where W's Ranch is, as I recall. Yeah, I don't doubt that you've probably been out there. I mean, that seems nah, like the kind of place nah, would you would mind. get invited. It's the kind of place I'd like to be invited, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, don't tell any, don't tell don't tell the mothership that back in Bristol. I think it's okay. I think it's okay in Central Texas, but you know, I like what I'm doing. By the way, I don't yeah. like to be the lead analyst. Hey, I'd like to be the lead analyst on the Big Twelve, but the damn ACC's so bad that you know Dick and Jay are kind of coming out and yeah. doing a bunch of these games. But you know what? It's a great compliment to Ron Franklin, John Sunvold, myself, uh, Brent Musburger, Holly Rowe all the great people who've covered this league the last 20 years because uh, we are, I think, the best league. When I say we, I don't mean. Lost you there for a second, Fran. You may have gone in a little bit of a dip there. But you were talking about the uh, the Big 12 Conference. We are, what What were you about to say? Well, I just said, you know what? It's been, we've been, we've covered it so well. Mm-hmm. At ESPN with guys like Ron Franklin, myself, Ben Musburger, Holly Rowe, that uh, when the other leagues stink, you know, Jay and Dick know where to find good basketball, like good barbecue. <laughs> they do have a t- tendency to show up. But, boy, I love seeing you when you're over there with Shambi and, and you know the league. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I always want you on our games. And even, by the way, on social media, the people that act like, oh, even the even your haters actually like you. So I kind of like that about you, and you kind of embrace it. But uh, you do the you do the homework, and I always uh, enjoy that. Now, i got to say, uh, that yeah. other day, what an amazing deal that was. And, by the way, since you've last done a Baylor game, we've changed how we say Everyday John's name. Apparently, it's Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. So I know I know you've probably uh, heard the same thing. Um, well, I got hey, I got to tell you a story about him. I talked to him last yeah. week, and we were uh, and we were just catching up on um, you know. And I didn't ask him when he was coming back. There's always been mm-hmm. that expectation since about December that he actually might return this year, but. I said, you don't like JTT, do you? And he said, no. I, in fact, I hate it. And he had a great answer. I said, why? He said, well, in my culture, we're very proud of our last name. So when someone says JTT and not Jonathan Chama Chachua, uh, he, I, he is really, you know, that's not something that he uh, appreciates. So on yeah. occasion, I call him, I've, I've, I've shortened it, but no longer. He will either be everyday John, John or Jonathan, but he's not going to be JTT. And on Twitter, he calls himself EJ, so I, I like that. Everyday John, he's totally fine yeah. with those initials, just not the yes. initials for his actual name. And I'm glad he gave you that explanation. That's kind of a that's kind of a cool thing to watch. It that is. what a what a celebration that was at the Farrell Center. I mean, it just the, the timing could not have been better. Um, you know, they work him into a game, and lo and behold, I mean, just if he get played two minutes, we would have all been thrilled, right? Get him out there for two yeah. or three minutes. I, I didn't know he would come in and immediately be that effective. Obviously, I think he's looked pretty good in practice and all, but you never know until you're back right. in a game, and then he hits two threes. 
And Fran, you Crazy. you're close enough to the program to know he's worked on that for a good while. But to get yeah to this point, that confident for a guy that hadn't played in that long to fire a yep. couple of threes and then make both of them, man, what a what a great moment that was for him and the entire program. Well, there's no question. You know, I was hoping that I would be on a game when he returned, and that's okay. I'm glad I missed it because the sooner he got back, the better, Moe's. And uh, we watched him work out in December up in Dallas when they played Washington State, and Scott was still very circumspect about if and when he would return this year. Um, And then I think by the time we got into the new year and watched him practice over the last couple weeks, you know, it was, it was not a matter of if, but when. And it, in talking to Scott last week, Coach Drew, that is, he said it's all up to John right now. You know, I got the sense that physically he's, you know, he was good to go. Uh, Dave Snyder and uh, the trainer and Charlie Melton had did an amazing job with him over the last 12 months. By the way, it's coming up on uh, what is it, the 12th of February, right? Is the uh, anniversary of the injury? Yeah. Um, and it's up to it was up to him mentally, I think, and obviously, he made a great decision. You know, at least to, in his mind, he was ready to go, and just so thrilled for him. And, and truthfully, Mose, as much as opponents don't want to see him on the court, um, they do want to see him on the court. You know, this league is kind of a brotherhood. I think when he got hurt last year, all the coaches and all the competitors uh, felt terrible about it. And although you now you now have to maybe see him a couple more times as an opponent here down the stretch, uh, I think everybody who loves the Big 12 is just thrilled for him because uh, he epitomizes what a student athlete should be. He's a great representative Baylor. Um, he was arguably the best defensive player in the country last year before he got hurt, and it's a it's an amazing story. And you know, let's face it, uh, it couldn't happen. Couldn't happen at a better place than Baylor and the great Baptist culture that's there. Because a lot of people put a lot of faith and prayer and uh, into hoping John would recover. So that's kind of cool. I like to hear you talk about our religious culture, the Baptist oh, that yeah. we are. Uh, Fran Frischilla, uh embracing yep. the Bible Belt because he's lived among us for a long time. Um, well, I, you know, I the... embrace the Bible. I embrace the Bible, so why wouldn't I? Am- you know, I'm, I'm actually at an outlet mall on my way to Corvallis. If I could find a Bible belt in one of these clothing stores, I'd be a pretty happy man. <laughs> Are you in there shopping? I, I can I can only imagine somebody spotting you at an outlet mall on your way there, to Corvallis and wondering what what Fran Priscilla's doing in there. I know, I know. No, I'm actually I'm right in front of. Us. As soon as as soon as I give you all of my time this afternoon, I'm going to head into that Nike outlet store right here. And then hit the road again, and then uh, I'm actually doing UCLA, Oregon State tomorrow night. So it's a little change of pace from the Big 12. And I'll be back on uh, Saturday in Fort Worth for the Bears and uh, and the Horn Frogs. And actually, I'm going to get to my hotel in a little while and watch the Bears play tonight. So it'll be good. I told you you reminded me of John Higgins. I saw his recent schedule. And it was like <laughs> five, <laughs> six well, games was, hey, in my, seven Monday, days. Monday night, I yeah, Monday night I was in Miami. And uh, I got to I got to Colorado on Tuesday. Today's Wednesday, and I'm in uh, Portland, Oregon. Wow, that is something. Yeah. That Nike, I bet that's that Nike outlet. You could come away with some pretty good stuff there. Fran Frischilla joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. 
Brent, what is when you think of the ceiling for this specific Baylor team, what 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 do you think of? They got the incredible backcourt. Obviously, yeah. Bridges has come on and has become a pretty reliable guy, both as a rebounder yeah. and helping him out scoring. I think that's been a big thing for this team. But they will go through some lulls. You know, they'll go through yeah. like a five or six, a five minute stretch without scoring, which is weird for such a great shooting team. Um, where, when you think of like what the ceiling is for this team, what do you what do you see? Is that is that Final Four? Is it Elite Eight? Uh, how good could this thing be? And, and by the way, the transition buckets in that last game yeah. uh, were unbelievable. That kind of reminded me of some of those haymakers they were throwing a couple of years ago. Well, yes, yes. And I, I'll say this. I said this in November, December. I said it in early January. Because of the knickknacks, the injuries, uh, you know, the Flagler and a couple games here, Cryer a couple games there, Jalen Bridges was – Gosh, I mean, he was in a major slump in November and December for his shooting, and then not having John. And I, I haven't seen, I, I did not see much of the game on Saturday, so I'd have to, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm excited to watch him tonight. But I did think, even like when we hit the new year, that Baylor still had like 30% more improvement in them, you know? Like that great team they had a couple years ago. It's not that they didn't get better, they were just so good for so long the whole year. This team's not constructed that way. And, you know, then working in uh, Ojanwina, obviously, and Bridges and, and uh, Keontae George, who's such a great talent, and trying to figure out where he was going to fit, uh, as good as he is. And I just felt, and again, John's the X factor now. I just think this team, even a month ago, had a lot of room for improvement. Uh, and, and even those three losses, gosh, I mean, I think two of them were like, I don't, I don't. I hadn't added up, but I got to think all three of them were really close. As I look back on a couple of heartbreaking losses, so I just yeah. think there's a lot of room for this team to improve. Do I think they can get to an elite eight? Yes. Can they get to a sweet sixteen? Yes. And if that's possible, then when you get this year in, in this in during this season with no one great team, would it shock me if they get to a final four? It would not. I think this team is heading towards the sweet sixteen, and then you roll the dice from there, Mose. I mean, that gets me kind of excited, you know, thinking about it, because I, I, this team has been up and down. But this yep. season, you can drop four games like they have or be 6-4, and 7-4, and four, whatever it is, I guess 6-4 and four now, and still have kind of everything in front of you. Now, I don't think they can lose a lot more games, but, I mean, yeah. friend, this is going to – when was the last time somebody won the conference with, like, five losses or maybe even it's, six losses? I mean, but it, it's, it's looking yeah. like it could happen. No question, no question. You know, I think the average fan in the, in Central Texas they don't they don't have they don't get the Ken Palm analytics like I do. And last time I checked, I think the winner of the league was going to be twelve. This is the uh, projection, yeah. twelve and six. And there's like three teams at eleven and seven, and a couple teams at ten and eight. And obviously, there's a couple teams at the bottom not doing so well, which means there's more wins for the top. But I think it just goes to show you, like, uh, like I honestly, Mose, I, I really felt bad about Avery Anderson breaking his wrist, uh, and I don't know how long he's going to be out. But Oklahoma State's a team that's dangerous. You know, if Mike Miles gets back here soon, they're so dangerous. Um, you know, this league I think is going to end up putting eight teams in when it's all said and done. All right, and do you, do you think uh, Porter Mosier coming in here tonight? Uh, do you th- what do you think of the job? 
he's done so far. I mean, I it just is it's kind of strange because he, he we remember him from his run to the final four yep. and how great a story it was, but you never knew. You never know if somebody kind of comes in from the outside. Uh, okay, yeah. how are they going to do? And maybe it'll just take him a while. But I can't really tell the direction of this program right now. And you've been, you know, that program extremely well. Um, yes. Where do you think this thing is headed? Well, first of all, I'm going to just tell you this: he is a great basketball coach. He's a, I mean that. Don't worry about the record. Now, the record's important. It's certainly important mm-hmm. to Sooner fans. And lately, it's been disappointing, especially, you know, the last game where they get blown out of West Virginia. Uh, Prior to that, oh, actually, the the Oklahoma State game, which I did last Wednesday, they may have lost some confidence. They're not a super talented team. They're probably one of the couple least talented teams in the league, which is amazing because they blew out Alabama the way they did. But I think the biggest thing at Oklahoma right now with Porter Moser is they got to get more talent. They got to recruit more talent. They have a good class coming in. we're only going to see them for a couple more years before they head to the SEC. But the whole thing with their program right now is, whether it's by transfers or or coming in and trying to find great high school players, that's been the one factor that's kind of set them back a little bit. They just didn't hit the ground running so quickly. He is a really, really good coach, and it's going to take him another year or two to get better players. And he's going to need to because this league's not going to get worse. And of course, in a couple of years, he'll be in the SEC. And quite frankly, he may do better in the SEC because I'm just telling you, and this is not a knock, it sounds like it is, but the SEC is not as well coached as the Big 12. And, and, and that's not a criticism. You've got five guys in this league that have been to a Final Four. Uh, Huggins is a Hall of Famer. Self's a Hall of Famer. Scott Drew's going into the Hall of Fame whenever he retires. And so he's come into a situation where, and he's even told me, I, I didn't realize how good this league was. Simply put, he's got to get better players. And there's no knock on his roster, but it's just a fact. All right, and last thing, is Rodney Terry coaching himself into this position? Like, how do you think Texas is viewing this right now? they got great talent. they got yep. really good depth. And so, in a sense, you would think most pretty good coaches would come in and and do a nice job with this lineup, but these are these were those were crazy circumstances, and he has brought stability to that program. Where where do you think this is headed with this Texas yeah. program, which is right near the top now? All right. Well, first of all, Jerome Tang will be National Player Coach of the Year. Okay. 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 That is going to happen. He is going. So I, when you said Rodney Terry, my first thought is good job. Jerome Tang, National Coach of the Year. So let's just put that that you. I'm going to put that right there on the on the on the burner right now to let okay. it stew a little bit, and then we'll come back in a month and we'll say, yep, yeah, Fram Fram called it. It's not too hard actually the way things are going. But Rodney's done a very good job. Uh, you and I both know the University of Texas. They want to hire a big name. That's, that's yeah. a fact. We know that. Um, and I think what's going to happen is Rodney's going to have to either win the Big Twelve win the Big 12 tournament, or get into the NCAA tournament and make a deep run. Rodney Terry right now has probably got the same record that Chris Beard would have had. Um, And that's damn good. I also think what Rodney Terry is doing is he's auditioning, if not just for the Texas job, he is going to end up with a a great job somewhere else if it's not Texas. Simply put, I think he has to win big at the end of the year and it would be hard for you know the the powers that be not to hire him, 
But I also think that he is auditioning for some other good jobs if it doesn't work out at the University of Texas. All right. Boy, you were calling the Jerome Tang thing years ago, and he was patient, and maybe he didn't have yep. the right opportunities. And then you talk about grabbing hold of, of this and the deal. And I, I've even heard Texas, you know, would they go after Jerome? I just hope that he wouldn't entertain that. And I don't think he will. Well, I mean, I think he's found a place he loves, and I just think that would not be um, a smart thing to do. And I, don't, I just don't think it's something he's going to consider, although I could well, see Texas thinking about him. Well, here's what I would tell you. If they were really smart, they would have hired him two years ago. Because, and here's what I mean by that. Um, Arizona was smart enough to hire Tommy Lloyd away from Gonzaga with no head coaching experience because he'd been at, at, at Gonzaga 20 years. Um, and I tried, I thought Jerome would be great at Iowa State, and they hired TJ Otzelberger, and that's a home run. You have to be a really smart AD to look, you know, not just go by what, you know, the conventional wisdom is uh, and hire a guy like Jerome at a place like Texas. Because, you know, his fan base would have gone nuts. But, you know, there are a few ADs with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, what I would say, I can't use this word on, on, a, on a radio station in Central Texas. So I'll just say some, some ADs have intestinal fortitude mm. to make a decision like that. And luckily, Kansas State was smart enough to do it inside the league. And now they've got a guy that uh, looks like he's heading towards superstardom. All right, Fran, uh, you head toward Corvallis. Uh, have a great call. Well, that, that's the only reason I was not planning to stop down for UCLA uh, in Oregon State. But okay, uh, okay. <laughs> I will now. I'll, I'll check will it I out. Saturday? And... Will I see you Saturday? Absolutely. In Fort Worth? Okay, Absolutely. We'll say hi Saturday. You know, you'll, hear, you'll have a tap on your shoulder, and it'll be Mosley in his sunglasses. <laughs> okay, say hi to Phil Knight for me, okay? It. I, I will do it. I'm going to go into I'm going to put a little money in his pocket right now at the outlet store. <laughs> See ya. Bye. There he goes. Fran Frischilla, Um does such a great job. Long time Big 12 analyst. And, of course, he is the uh, he's the lead dog. He'll hear him at the Big 12 tournament and uh, really gives us a lot of great information on several fronts. I found a lot of that stuff really, really interesting. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. And got a couple of Super Bowl nuggets to share with you. We'll do that next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor women's basketball drops a tough overtime decision. The Oklahoma Sooners will give you details. Now tonight, it's the Baylor men's shot at OU. That and more straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. 
Discounts may vary by situation. Want options? The best selection in Central Texas is at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2022 Ram 1500 quad cab with 0% for 72 months or Ram 1500 crew cab with 1.9% for 72 months on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramie's, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab with values up to $8,250 plus an extra $500 to first response. The future's bright, the time is now, destiny is calling, can you hear the sound? This isn't just another song, this is the soundtrack of life at Baylor. There's a spark in your heart and a violence in your eyes. If you're ready to take a big step toward a bright future, tap the banner below to check out the music video for a glimpse of life at Baylor University. We were where lights shine bright. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Tough loss for Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball last night in the Farrell Center, hosting 16th ranked Oklahoma. The Bears fall in overtime, 98-92, the final score. Baylor never trailed in regulation. In fact, the game was tied only twice. Caitlin Bickle had a career-high 30 points on the night, including 10 of 10 from the free-throw line. Jaden Owens had a career-high 14 assists. Dariana Littlepage-Bugs, her 11th double-double of the season, 14 points and a career-high 17 rebounds. With the loss, the Bears remain in third place in the Big 12 standings at 7-4. They're now 16-7 overall, headed to Stillwater to play Oklahoma State on Saturday. Meanwhile, Scott Drew and the 14th-ranked Baylor men hosting Oklahoma tonight in the Farrell Center. For the Bears, they won the first meeting by two in Norman. Here's Bears head coach Scott Drew. Uh, first time we played them, 62-60, low-scoring game. Uh, they did a great job uh, controlling tempo. We uh, did a good job really executing down the stretch. Um, and this is a team that's coming off a tough loss at West Virginia. Uh, they were in foul trouble early. Tanner Groves picked up two quick fouls in like first two minutes of the game, and that kind of changed the complexion of that game. So uh, they're going to be hungry, excited to play. We've been playing good basketball. Uh, we're at home. we got to keep it going. Scott Drew and the Bears hosting the Oklahoma Sooners tonight in the Farrell Center. We're on the air at 7.30, tip-off at 8 here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight on ESPNU. Also tonight, beginning at 6, Baylor men's tennis number 11 in the nation hosting number 3 TCU at the Hawkins Indoor Tennis Facility. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. 
Meridian. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8888. 80. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor women lost last night in overtime to OU, 98-92. Baylor men are in the Farrell Center tonight hosting Oklahoma, 8 o'clock tip-off, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12 tonight, number 11 Iowa State is at West Virginia, and Texas Tech is at Oklahoma State. Last night in the Big 12, Kansas State beat TCU, 82-61. Dallas Mavericks in L.A. tonight. Kyrie Irving will make his debut for the Mavericks against the Clippers. Tip is at 9 o'clock. LeBron James became the NBA's all-time leading scorer score last night. He had 38 points in a losing cause to the Thunder, 133-130. to 130. Round Rock Express has announced their promotional schedule for the upcoming season. That includes a Yellowstone Jersey night, three Nolan Ryan bobblehead nights, and the Express will become the Round Rock Donuts for one weekend. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Yeah, it's a Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas, the Matt Mosley show. And you've been with us for years. We've been doing this, having a lot of fun. Some really good information there. And that's one of the reasons, I think some of the reason you come to us, because you never know what will happen or who will show up. But, you know, sometimes we bring in people like Fran Fraschilla, and you'll hear him sometimes with J-Mo, too. We're both good friends with Fran, so we kind of will go back and forth, ping-pong back and forth with uh, Fran a little bit. But he was on with us, and he was headed to Corvallis, which I didn't understand. Aaron, I always want to put like an N into that, but I've, I've, I'm, I'm getting better about that. Corvallis. And he's going to see Oregon State, UCLA. That's a shame. That's a shame. You, I mean, the Big 12 needs to not have – Fran having to go across the country to do Pac-12 games. Just keep the man happy. Keep him doing what he loves in the Big 12. All right? And stop trying to send Jay Billis in there to to uh, usurp 
what he does for the Big 12. Did you notice that, Aaron? He got a little, he got his little dig in there, didn't he? The fact that they keep throwing, whether it be Dickie V or Billis, they, uh, what, they're so, usually they're so into the ACC. And the ACC stinks. Aaron, who is good in the ACC this year? Let's think about this. Virginia. All right, Virginia's good. That's a top five type team. I think Virginia Tech's okay. I think Virginia Tech is an okay team. UNC and Duke are both unranked. I do think Duke is getting a few votes. Who else in the ACC is any good? Oh, North Carolina State, I think, is ranked. All right, so you got three. Think about that, Aaron. Think about all those teams in the ACC. And literally, you have like two or three teams that are ranked. Who am I missing? Anybody? I said, I think Virginia's their best team. NC State and Virginia Tech are both okay. Is there anybody I'm not thinking about, Aaron, in the ACC? I mean, think of, I mean they were, that's the team that, that's the league that's supposed to teach us all how to play basketball. And they're not any good. No, they're not. Fran, Fran <laughs> would rather go off to like on a Friday night and do a, well, how's he going to do this? He's going to do that game Thursday. Okay, he's going to do the game Thursday night, a UCLA game, and he's going to turn around and come back to Fort Worth to do Baylor and TCU. Aaron, it worries me. When the Bears show up at uh, Daniel Meyer or Show Meyer Arena, whatever they call it now, because they do serve alcohol. TCU, boy, they're big on alcohol. Um, if you've watched them play lately, you know why. But they 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 like to get their crowd kind of into a lather. Boy, you don't want to see all those Baptists get in there and and uh, float those kegs at, at Daniel Meyer. So let's keep our eye on that situation. That will be Saturday afternoon. Aaron, did I just commit myself to attending that game? I'm afraid I did. <laughs> it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. So, By the way, I, did you mention right. Miami for the ACC? Oh, where are they? They're Miami. like 19. All right. All right. But, Miami. Yeah, but your, somebody, your point stands. Yeah, they're 19. Went, they're, that's a terrible conference. Somebody went to Miami. Then everybody went crazy over in the transfer. Remember that? Nigel Pack. And we thought, oh, my gosh, K-State's dead. Their one good player is leaving. Nigel Pack is leaving. And K-State's just, like, incredible this year. And as Fran Fraschilla said, they're going to be the uh, National Coach of the Year for, for Jerome Tang. That's pretty good. Now, I thought that was really interesting what he said about Coach Terry at Texas. Let me see. I wrote some of this down so I'd get it right that he either needs to win the Big 12, the Big 12 tournament, or make a big run to get it. Like having a great regular season, but not – he's got to do one of those things to get the head coaching job there at Texas. Did I hear him say, Aaron, though, that he thinks what Texas could have done? They should have hired Jerome when they hired Beard. Is that what he – that's kind of what he was saying, wasn't it? Like if they had a, had the fortitude to go after, they should have been the ones to hire Jerome a couple of years ago. Boy, it's fascinating. Interesting. Can you imagine if the horns had come after Jerome? Would he have, would he have had to take the job? 
I mean, it's too good of a job to pass up, but, I mean, he's he can't stand the horns just like every, you know, just like all Baylor people. And the horns can't stand us. We say, oh, the horns, they act like they don't, oh, we don't care. Yeah, you do. You care about us in basketball, and you go crazy when you're able to beat us. And by the way, started to care more about us in recent years in football, too, especially when Bryles was beating you. And then, of course, uh, what uh, Matt Rule started to do, and even Aranda. All right, so let's not act like, oh, we don't care about Baylor. You do, too. Don't don't try to start that, Horns. Now, Aaron, I, I got to thinking about the Big 12 earlier today, and I was thinking – Who's the most clutch? Who is the who's the most fearless player in this league? And I was kind of going over this in my head as far as like who in this league will take any shot is just basically the most mentally tough kind of clutch. I'm trying to think what what am I looking for, Aaron? Just kind of the if you had to rank just the absolute, let's go with fearless, the most fearless players in the conference. And what made me think of it is I saw a play from last night's game, K-State and TCU, and Marquise Noel pulled up from about 33 feet like it was nothing. Way out there. In It wasn't just like, oh, his foot was on the logo. He was well inside the K-State logo, and he said, ah, screw it. I'm just going to shoot from out here. I think Marquise Noel might be, uh, and maybe part of it is because how little he is and how big a heart he has. I'm going to say Marquise Noel is the most fearless player in the conference. Aaron, my top five, though, I would think two Baylor players would be in the top five. And I don't know, I think I would rank them about equal. I'm going to go with Keontae George and Adam Flagler as equally fearless. And what I mean by that is I want the ball in crunch time. I may not make it, but I want to be the man taking that shot. All right, so I'm going to say Flagler tied with Keontae George in terms of most fearless players in this league. Now, where would you go from there? And and I'm thinking about... Kansas, TCU. Aaron, I would go with Mike Miles from TCU. I would put him in the top five, too. I know he's been banged up, but I don't think he cares. Like, I may not make this, but I want to take this. I want to make the winning play at the end of the game, and I want everything riding on my shoulders. Mike Miles is that guy. So I've got him in my top five. Aaron, how many is that? Four? I've mentioned four players. Aaron, I'll let you have one. And I'll give you some I'll give you some I'll give you some teams to choose from. We haven't mentioned a Kansas player. We haven't mentioned an Iowa State player. We haven't mentioned an Oklahoma State player. Um there's a fearless guy that plays for uh, Texas Tech, but I can't I can't name the guy when they're like one and eight or one and nine or whatever they are. Okay, Tech's in a bad way. I feel like you have to at least be. And and there's a player I got in mind for the University of Texas 
that I would go ahead and and put in my fearless, I want the ball at closing time. Aaron, I'll let you have first, first say, though. I've named four in my Big 12 most fearless players list. This is a very coveted list, and they will probably be tweeting about this all over the country tomorrow. The Mosley most fearless player in the Big 12 list. Aaron, who do you got? Who do you have? Grady Dick. That's that's the one that stands Ooh. out that you didn't say. Ooh, interesting. Over Jalen Wilson for Kansas. The freshman Grady Dick for Kansas. The man is not, he's never met a shot he didn't like. But you're right, I don't think there's a lot of fear there. Now, I might, I might, venture over that's a good one Aaron I and honestly Grady Dick did not come to mind but I don't think that's a bad name like I I might make the argument that Jalen Wilson might be more that guy for Kansas than Grady Dick but I also know that in that last game that Kansas played where they beat Texas the other night Jalen Wilson scored two points in the game your best players can't just flatline on you now, it happens every once in a while. It happened recently with one of Baylor's best players where he just didn't, for whatever reason, it wasn't like he wasn't playing hard. He just went one for 11. It happens sometimes. Aaron, if we, I, the other one I would throw out, and I might put him in a tie, I, I, that I might put before Grady Dick, is Marcus Carr from the University of Texas. I'm not saying he's the greatest player in the conference, but I think he wants the ball. And I think there's a fearless nature that he has. I also like that guy off the bench for them, Sir Jabari Rice. Now, I would say for K-State, there's a guy named Culture, and then there's a guy named, Aaron, what's the guy that has, like, the streaks in the side of his head? Dylan, you know what I'm talking about? Um, He's got almost kind of a mullet thing going, and he's got shaved sides. What is that guy's name? Um, he's a big-time player. Oh, and there's one more guy I, I would say I would put in the fearless group. Eric Stevenson from West Virginia. That guy, he will shoot it, and he will make it. And he he has carried a, a, a pretty bad West Virginia team and kind of at least kept them afloat. He's at least kept their name in the NCAA tournament thoughts who is that i'm thinking of aaron dylan somebody for uh for iowa state somebody out there might know on the text line 254-662-1660 it's not meek but he's a really good three-point shooter and he does show up and he has a great willingness to shoot the ball for iowa state but i feel like iowa state should be represented represented and i think culture or my guy, Dylan, who may not be named Dylan. Um, let me look this up. Iowa State, who is this guy? All right, we'll come back to that. But I like I like the guy. Um, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, as we roll along on a Wednesday afternoon. We continue to kind of monitor what's going on in the uh, – at the Super Bowl, and also what's going on with the trade deadline. Tonight, in the NBA trade deadline, that is, um, there's been some movement. There have been some thoughts that um, 
Westbrook might be moved off the Lakers. I happen to be a big fan of the Utah Jazz, and that's where he's been rumored to end up. That worries me. I don't want Westbrook on that team. They may buy him out. It may just be for the assets that they could get, and and the Lakers may just be trying to move him off the books. We have had uh, a story that came out from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski that there was a heated, a brief, heated verbal exchange in the locker room during uh, halftime of Tuesday night's game against the Thunder. Ham expressed frustration with how Westbrook lingered on the playing floor after getting subbed out of the game late in the second quarter. Voices were raised in the locker room, but discussion turned back to trying to win the game against the Thunder. Aaron, wasn't something happening last night that should have superseded all of that? Oh, yeah. LeBron James scored enough to surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the number one spot on the NBA's uh, career scoring list. Leave it to Russ Westbrook to have a skirmish in the locker room, an altercation on that same night that that was happening. Lakers end up losing the game 133 to 130. Aaron, that's the funniest thing in the world to me, that the Lakers on the night of such a huge thing uh, of, of, of LeBron making it happen and stopping the game to have the big ceremony. And I'm fine with it. I mean, I know that's weird, but I'm fine to <clears throat> celebrate the man. They stop things to celebrate Dirk and, and, and different things like that. So I'm fine with, with all of that. But uh, Wow. Ham did close the game with Westbrook, who had 14 of his 27 points in the fourth quarter. Ham and Westbrook dapped up before leaving the arena later in the night. So very interesting stuff coming out of the Lakers game. Aaron, were you were you dialed in to watching LeBron pass, you know, get the all-time record last night? I was not. I I'm just not, look, it's a, it's a great accomplishment. He's a great player. I think he's the second best player to ever play the game. But, I, you know, I don't know. Not a, not a big fan. But I wasn't a big Jordan fan either. And it, had nothing, it has nothing to do with either one of their play. Yeah, that's interesting. I, 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 I am uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding uh, anybody – from our age era that wasn't a huge Jordan guy. But that's only because he was my hero, and I had his posters on the, in the room growing up, and maybe there's something off the court or something. But uh, uh, that, that, is, uh, that is beyond me, how you could not be a Michael Jordan uh, fan. But that's okay. That's okay. That's how maybe you were a Larry Bird guy. All right, it is the uh, – <laughs> The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and we're coming up on the uh, the dismount. A couple of NFL notes, one involving Patrick Mahomes. We'll share that with you next. 
Baylor Bear Basketball all season long with Pat and John here on the home of the Bears. The Baylor men back home in the Farrell Center Wednesday hosting Oklahoma. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Follow the defending back-to-back Big 12 champion Baylor Bears all season long here on the home of Baylor Bear Basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select BX Series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus equipped for $800 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find T-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. 
Baylor women lost last night in overtime to OU, 98-92. Baylor men are in the Ferrell Center tonight hosting Oklahoma, 8 o'clock tip-off, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12 tonight, number 11 Iowa State is at West Virginia, and Texas Tech is at Oklahoma State. Last night in the Big 12, Kansas State beat TCU, 82-61. Dallas Mavericks in L.A. tonight. Kyrie Irving will make his debut for the Mavericks against the Clippers. Tip is at 9 o'clock. LeBron James became the NBA's all-time leading scorer last night. He had 38 points in a losing cause to the Thunder, 133 to 130. Round Rock Express has announced their promotional schedule for the upcoming season. That includes a Yellowstone Jersey night, three Nolan Ryan bobblehead nights, and the Express will become the Round Rock Donuts for one weekend. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is time for the Dismount. We say goodnight. The Iowa State player I was trying to think of is Caleb Grill, three-point sharpshooter. He is not a guy I want taking a shot late in the game that you're leading and uh, against. And I, uh, he's got the man has not really a mohawk, but it's a big head of hair. And he shaves it almost completely on the sides. So I don't know if that's a mullet. Not sure exactly what you call it. But Caleb Grill. I've got him as one of the most the fearless on what will be talked about. The fearless, the most fearless players in the Big 12 list that we were coming out with. Uh, Aaron liked Grady Dick, the uh, Kansas freshman. And uh, a uh, news going around today on the in the NFL Patrick Mahomes was asked about his ankle and how it's feeling heading into Sunday's game and he was quoted there in Scottsdale Arizona as saying quote definitely in a better spot when it comes to his ailing right ankle than he was for the AFC championship game he also went on to say, <clears throat> you, you won't know exactly how it is until you get to game day. I mean, I definitely move around better than I was moving last week or two weeks ago. So it's just trying to continue to get the treatment and the rehab and get it as close to 100% and then rely on some adrenaline, adrenaline to let me do a little bit extra when I'm on field. And, of course, he did that at the end of the game. He went racing down the sideline and was pushed out again, out of bounds late, which allowed them to go on and win that game and advance to the Super Bowl. All right, Bears play tonight. You'll hear them right here on ESPN Central Texas. They host Oklahoma. Farrell Center is the place to be. Aaron, great work by you today. We will see you all tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here again is John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. 